Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Juliette Sarley and today, today I have Tessa with me. All right, Tessa, it's been a great day and in fact a great couple of days on the market. This pivot party that we're having uh, in terms of the we're Fed. We're still celebrating, aren't we? We are in terms of the Fed saying, look, they are done with rate hikes. And you've also just seen some incredible strength in commodities. I was just talking to Daniel Hines from ANZ about some of these big moves. So that is, of course, powered our resource heavy market. Absolutely. That is the main story. In fact, that is, I think, a sector that's doing the best today if we can look at what the ASX is doing um, it is is up materials leading uh, as we expected um, and only a rates and utilities are not doing well there yeah absolutely it's been a really good day we'll just have a quick lead read on where the ASX 200 is seven tenths of one percent seven thousand four hundred and thirty two and the SIBO as you can see on your screen up by about eight tenths of one percent so really mm. Tessa when we get to the three themes of the day it has been uh, this risk on rally I mentioned oil up three percent gold above uh, two thousand and fifty dollars uh, iron ore continuing to power as well absolutely so yeah no, you, we've talked a lot about Fortis here in the last few days as well. That has been performing really well. Um, and I think it's, you think it's going to continue till next week and seeing where, you know, I don't know. where I'd love to see that. I do want to know where this is leading us because I think that's what a lot of investors are just looking for guidance at the moment. So, yeah, risk on rally, definitely markets, not just here. Asia Pacific is doing really well as well today. All, yeah, all the other Hong Asian Kong markets. having a great day. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Hong Kong and, and the overall China picture, I mean, it was a little bit mixed. We mm. know that there has been a lot of stimulus coming through from the Chinese government. Retail sales up 10%. They were a little bit weaker than what the market was looking for. Uh, and then you had such a big data dump out today as well. We had industrial production and, and a number of I think factors. aluminium output was pretty okay, but overall the property sector is still struggling. You've, ha- you've had below expectations for retail sales. I think that's what the miss was. So there's still a lot of calls for stimulus measures to keep going. They haven't found that momentum. I think that's what they've been looking for this year and this just didn't happen. And indeed, because they had that big event a couple of days mm. ago too and no major stimulus was announced there. But all of this flows through, I should say, into Hmm. the Aussie. I mean, a lot of it is a weak dollar story, but uh, we are very tied to China. We're very tied to commodities. The Aussie dollar at 67 cents. I mean, when you think there were calls, Tessa, a couple of months ago that we could fall below 60. Exactly. And I was looking at that, obviously, because, uh, you know, I still have some foreign currencies just looking at where the Aussie dollar was. It was at around 63, wasn't it? And Mm -hmm. getting a low. And now look at where we are, above 67. Yeah, and calls for above, above 70 as well. So go Aussie, go. Let's mm. have a quick look at some of the sectors. We 
touched on the mining players. Fortescue has hit another record. If we can just bring those uh, stocks up so we can uh, see where they are trading. I think the computer's having a little bit of a hard time keeping up with my mouth. But I will tell you where Fortescue... <laughs> well, Fortescue has been doing well. Rio and BHP as yeah, well. Fortescue, $27.82. Yeah. BHP is up by 2.2% at our, there we go, BHP $49.31, Rio having a great day as well. And I think the reason this chart is not working, we have asked for a fix, but it still oh, hasn't right. happened. Uh, Newmont is, is, is no longer. So that's why that chart was having a bit of a moment. Newcrest, I should say, is no longer. Newmont, of course, is the stock that should be there. And it was up by about 2%. So um, we will once again telepathically say, can someone please <laughs> fix that chart? Let's have a look at the energy sector as well. That, yes, as expected, you had oil doing well, energy, so Woodside, they're up by 1.34%. All the big names, uh, all in the green today, uh, as we've been talking about. Uh, this really has been powered by that uh, Fed pivot party, and it seems to continue. Next sector, the uh, interest rate sensitive tech sector. Let's have a look. Absolutely. And I think that the key one was Block, so the Afterpay mm. owner really rallying today, uh, getting close to $111 a share. A little bit of weakness, though, Summit from uh, Zero and Tech One, LTM also under a little bit of pressure. Another one doing really well, Gold. Where do we stop? Where I think the last I checked was above the $2,050 mm. uh, dollar mark, and that is doing well. Looking at our board here, Evolution Mining up uh, by 0.81%. And just really just following that trend of uh, materials energy, uh, gold, mining, all in the green today. Absolutely. So let's have a look at some of the key stocks in particular we're watching. Uh, we mentioned Fortescue mm -hmm. there really just powering the rally. So another record close. It did actually go above $28 during trade, but $27.82 there. Yeah, and Australian Clinical Labs and uh, Helios we have there. I, I, th I find this a really interesting story, mm. as in both of them, seeing we see them down. The ACCC, the Australian regulator, just blocked that deal. And, you know, so ACL backed out of that takeover of Helios. And of course, it carries on to other m and mm. that we see in the market. Sigma Health, we've been talking about this all week. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I think you put it really well, that Chemist Warehouse trying to get mm -hmm. a backdoor through Sigma with this potential $8.8 .8 billion merger. But when you look at the fact that the Competition Commission has said no to ACL and Helios because it would lessen competition, then is this $8.8 .8 billion behemoth in the uh, pharmacy world also potentially going to get Absolutely. And blocked. we saw the above like reaching during trade, I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday, reaching above 75% uh, rise in the share price. So that was, you know, certainly investors looking at this thinking, will it get through? All right. And Elders uh, today was the, well, stock of the day, we'll get to that later, but it is a sig it had a significant protest vote at its uh, AGM today. So 63% of its shareholders voted against the company's remuneration report. Another interesting tie to what's been happening this year with Qantas, mm. and that has been front and center remuneration, you know, will shareholders back pay? And we can see the effect. I think. And I spoke to the Australian Shareholders Association CEO yesterday. She mm. actually came in and um, she was just saying like the power of the individual at the AGM season this year. I mean, Obviously, yes. through, through something like the Australian Shareholders Association, but you have seen a lot of people stand up and say, this is not okay that you take home these multi-million dollar pay while we see our shares go like and that. And I listened to that interview. One thing I got out of that, she said the key message of the AGM season is if you are, are a company, you should engage, engage, and engage with your shareholders because they've got so much power. Absolutely. All right. So the stock of the day was Elders. Koshi speaking to a couple of guests.
and cattle are only around about sort of 15% of elders' business as such. But what it does mean that if uh, farmers are getting a higher price for their cattle, they feel better off. Hence, they might go and buy some more machinery. They might do this. They might get and their farm out. goes up and in their value. farm goes up in value and things move. So watch the cattle price. It is a precursor to what the elders' price Did will not do. Know that. You lose money. It's too early. Yeah, yeah. we got out, um, which was a really good thing to do for a period of time. But of course, it has bounced back. Yeah. Um, I just put it in the too hard basket around here. Um, do I think it will go up and down 30% again over the next 12 months? Yes, it probably will. So I'd call it a trading stock. I'd right. call it a neutral. Um, it's just in terms of a business with a forecastable return and earnings going forward, we've all talked about the weather already at length. You know, it's a bit of a, to- a coin toss. Yeah. And I, I just find that it's a better place to have your money. But yeah. it will get too okay. far sold off again. It does tend to do that. All right, welcome to the COB, our Friday guest, Dr. Shane Oliver from AMP. Shane, have you got your pivot party hat on? Because what a rally we've been seeing. We, we certainly have a massive rally. Uh, th- this pivot's been coming a long time. Uh, a lot of talk about it for, uh, I reckon, more than a year now that uh, hopes that the Fed would pivot. We finally saw it this week, and it was quite a dramatic uh, shift by the Fed. The general thought was that they would push back against market expectations for the extent of rate cuts through next year, but they didn't do that. Uh, if anything, they've given a green light to markets to keep going. And, of course, that tended to swamp the somewhat uh, less dovish, perhaps more hawkish message from other central banks, such as the ECB and the Bank of England. But it certainly put a rocket under our share market. We're up 3.5%, I think, this week or thereabouts, depending on where we settle for the day. And, of course, it's made our market look somewhat more respectable on a year-to-date basis, whereas uh, before, when I looked at it a week or so ago, it was only up uh, 1% year-to-date. Um, so it's looking a lot healthier, even though it's still a lagging. Yeah, and Shane, I was looking at your uh, report today, and you say, look, there's more good news on interest rates with central banks seeming to hold. But if we saw the, the ECB and the Bank of England kind of staying away from the talk of cuts, right? So yeah, sure, we're mm. holding, but we don't want to party too hard just yet. <laughs> they don't have their hats no, on. No, no, not yet at all. What do you think, Shane? I do want to bring it locally. There's some talk of interest rate cuts inside here. Where are we on that? Look, I, I think we, like the ECB and like the Bank of England, are lagging a little bit because don't forget US inflation peaked in, I think it was... Um, uh, June last year at 9%, uh, inflation in the Eurozone and England, UK, did not peak until October. We didn't peak until December. So we're lagging uh, a little bit, just like those other central banks. And so it's understandable that uh, you know we, we're not up there where the Fed is. But um, just as we lagged on the way up, we lagged at the peak. I think we're lagging on the way down. Um, and therefore, we will get there. It's just that it may take a little bit longer in Australia. I don't think the RBA is yet to, yet ready to pivot towards rate cuts. Uh, I think uh, the message from the minutes when they come out next Tuesday will still be on the hawkish side. But uh, our view is that if you, if you look at the maths for those CPI numbers, the monthly CPI, uh, some very high numbers drop out from the end of last year, uh, November, December. November was 0.9% in the month. December was 1.5%. As those numbers drop out, I think we're going to see much lower numbers uh, replace them, and that'll push our inflation rate down into the threes uh, by the end of the year. That's the, that's the monthly number. The quarterly number will take a little bit longer to come down. That, in turn, will head off 
any rate hike in February, I hope. Um, I think um, that's a base case. Yeah, still a risk there, but uh, and then ultimately we'll move towards rate cuts probably later in the year, maybe uh, could be June, um, but certainly through the September quarter. When we look back at 2023, somebody I spoke to earlier this week said it was the year of migration and certainly that record migration intake. Um, how much do we focus on that in 2024 as well in terms of when we look back at the, the jobs numbers, the number of people looking for work? Yeah, when I look back, I sort of think 2023 was the year of, uh, was the year of disinflation, 2022 was a year of uh, surging inflation and worries about uh, much higher inflation. Um, but certainly in Australia, a uh, big theme has been that massive intake of immigration, 518,000 people, highest on record, that took our population growth rate to the highest since 1956. So that's been a huge impact. If you want to know why home prices have gone up so much, rents and so on, immigration has been a big factor in all of that. You can see on that chart there how much inflation has come down uh, in recent times. But I think... You know, immigration has certainly been a big one. And it's it's probably, on the one hand, it's been a positive for Australia because it, fills, uh, it helps reduce the labour shortage. Uh, it uh, stopped the economy going to recession, even though we've had average GDP per person going backwards. So that's positive. The downside, though, is that it probably has made the RBA's job on balance a little bit harder. It's added to demand and it's certainly added to problems around the housing sector. And many Australians have felt that. So I, I, I think, yeah, the odds are we probably have now seen the peak. The government is moving to get it under better control. I'm not totally convinced that's going to work, but I, I think it'll it'll certainly help. And as we go through next year, that will come down and lower inflation, lower um, immigration might also help lower the inflation rate. As you can see in that chart there, uh, a pipeline indicator for Australian inflation still points down uh, for Australian inflation as we go through next year. But, but slower immigration may take some of the pressures off the housing market, which may take some of the pressures off rents, although the shortfall is still going to be a big factor. Okay, Shane, I have my own pivot. Um, I don't always get to host the COB here with Juliet, but I do, I will get to ask the question today. Shane, what are you reading this week or listening well, to? Well, uh, or listening to, well, um, yeah, I, <laughs> um, I do listen to podcasts, usually in the car on the way to work and on the way back. Um, but I actually want to talk about a book that I came across a few years ago and um, a lot of Australians would have read this book. Um, it's The Dry by Jane Harper. And uh, it was funny, as soon as I saw that book in the bookstores, I thought, oh, I know that name. And then it eventually occurred to me when I read the uh, the book cover and who, who Jane was, because about this time, often of an afternoon, I talked to Jane Harper when she was a finance uh, reporter at the Herald Sun in Melbourne. And it was great to see her go on and have such success with these books. They are really worth reading if you haven't uh, read them. But if anyone wants some light reading, uh, I reckon you could probably go and find this one somewhere. Maureen, mm. here's the story. I'm a bit of a baby boomer. I grew up with the Brady Bunch. It had a huge impact on me. Uh, I certainly wanted a massive house like the one they had, split-level house, and a, a massive convertible, which at one point I did actually have, big American convertible. Um, so the Brady Bunch had a huge impact on me, along with Mr Brady's wisdom, that you never go to, to bed. You never go to sleep on an angry heart, uh, which always makes me think that if I'm in an argument with someone, you've got to end it by the end of the day, if, if at all possible. 
um, do whatever you can to do that because you never know what's going to happen through the course of the night. Bit, bit paranoid, but uh, I always like to stay on good terms with people. So they're certainly good they're good books to, to read if you haven't read them through the uh, the, the Christmas period. Yeah. I'm still reading yeah. the fantasy novel I referred to a few weeks ago, A Time of Courage, and I've still got that Milton Friedman uh, book, um, Free to Choose, going as well, which I find incredibly interesting. Uh, and it has a lot. It, it still relates to the, the issues we're going through today. But anyway, I might leave it there. I wish I could read through that many books. In a week. Yeah. Well, when you when you're working in a library, that's so you just turn that's around, amazing. have a little break, and and read some more. And I also um, wonder if our very young newsroom know who the Brady Bunch are. I well, I know. I was about to say that I love the Brady Bunch, but yeah. I'm just looking out to the producers who are half my age and wondering if they know who the Brady Bunch are. We can oh, teach I, them. I, I know. We will tell them. Uh, yeah, yeah. rerun somewhere you could find them. Maybe one of the Channel Ten channels. Maybe yeah. making a comeback. Uh, probably there, right away. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All right, have a great weekend, <laughs> Shane. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Take Shane care. Oliver, AMP Chief Economist. Let's have a look, Tessa, at the after close leaders and laggards. So where are we now? Core lithium there, topping our chart, up uh, above fourteen percent, just above Charles Mining, Link Administration, we bit Nano, uh, just above nine, oh, almost ten percent there, and HMC capital at 8.26 percent and uh, to the downside today on what was a good day but we have been scratching around for you to find those that uh, might mm. have taken some profits today Telix pharmaceuticals cromwell prop meverport dexas aluka resources i mean really no big news around those mm. stocks so let's have a look at the small end as well we have, let's see there, Tamborin up uh, above 18.5%, 40S memory, and Zip, Zipco. Uh, you know, we talked about this. I think one of mm. our guests had this as his Henry pick. Jennings. Henry Jennings, there you go. His controversial pick, Vulcan Energy there and Experience Co. as well. Well, it's funny because Nadine and I spoke to him yesterday. He had his Santa hat mm. on, actually. And he said when he made that advent calendar, it was trading around 50 and it's now 60. So oh. he's like, hey, you know, listen to me. All right, there let's have a look at the, the losers uh, in the small end. Invictus Energy down 21%. MedAdvisor, BaseRes, MyState Predictive Desk also coming under pressure. And in terms of what we're looking out for in the overnight session, we've got a raft of PMIs. This is mm -hmm. really just giving us an indication on the global economy. Also, um, industrial production data in the US. Absolutely. As, as we all know, now the focus is on demand and whether the economy is really going to pick up uh, and, you know, recession or not next year. Mm, data and restaurants coming mm -hmm. through with numbers as well. And uh, of course, it is Friday, but we're looking ahead to the week ahead. Mm. As Shane mentioned the meeting minutes from the RBA's decision to leave rates on hold in December. The BOJ is a big one because as we know this is the discrepancy between yep. their ultra loose monetary policy and what you're seeing in elsewhere in the developed world. I do wonder if they'll end the year with a bang in terms mm. of news you know if, if, if this change is coming. The soon. yield curve control change uh, maybe who knows. Uh, quarter, third quarter GDP a huge one for yep. the US and a couple of other things as well of course PCE inflation data and business confidence. I mean you flagged to me was that yesterday or today that New Zealand was starting to see a few recessionary yes, yes, that indicators. Was yeah. yeah, all the days sort of it's run into web. each other sometimes, <laughs> don't they? All right, it is Friday. Yes. Um, it is a good day on the market, a good week, in fact. Mm. Let's have a final read on where the CBO 200 is, up by there eight tenths go. of 1%. And, and just uh, the all odds? The ASX. ASX, it's, sorry. It's up seven, uh, where are we? Seven tenths of 1%. Yeah, seven tenths of 1% there at 7,430, ending again in the green. And I think over the last uh, five days, uh, the index has gained 3.27%. And up about... Uh, 
1.8% off its 52-week high. All right, that does it for Friday. <laughs> but of course, as we, we know, you can catch up with everything online, osbiz.com.au. A lot of great interviews today. What was and your favourite? as well. The oh, interview. Yes. Oh, this week. You know, I love the plot. Oh, I learned yes. so much in the plot. So you guys should check that out. Tessa hasn't lost the plot yet. All right. And <laughs> I love yet. talking diamonds because diamonds are a girl's best friend. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. See you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.